So let me tell you the story. Imagine for a moment you're hearing this for the very first time and you didn't just hear Laurel read it in a wonderful way. Imagine this. It's early in the morning, just after the break of dawn. Yesterday was the Sabbath, and the day before that, Jesus was crucified. You had watched him die, unable to do anything other than wade in the sorrow of the moment. And with just enough time before the sundown and the start of the Sabbath, they were able to get his body off the cross and place it in a tomb. But with not enough time to complete the burial ritual. So it's now, now today at this very early hour of dawn, the women doing the work that was often left to the women, not forgetting that the male disciples had all gone into hiding. The women were doing that final honoring of the body of Jesus and his broken body broken by the cross. As they approached, they were discussing the stone and how they would roll it away. And that's when they were stopped in their tracks. The big stone sealing the tomb had already been rolled away. And so they rushed in. And what they found perplexed them. The body of Jesus that they had laid there just the day before yesterday was no longer there. Then suddenly, almost out of nowhere, two individuals, angels, appeared next to them, recognizing that these were more than just the guard or the gardener, and that they were in the presence of something holy. They threw themselves to the ground in awe and in reverence. And then the two spoke. They said, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Jesus is not here. Jesus is risen just like he told you he would. Remembering that this is what Jesus had told them, they understood. And they were the first anywhere to truly believe in the risen Christ. And so they went and ran to the others, the male disciples and those who were just beginning the day, and told all that they had seen. And of course, Peter and the others did not believe them. Because, I mean, what they were saying was something that was pretty unbelievable. They had all watched Jesus die. They knew he had been laid in the tomb. And Peter, needing to see for himself, got up and ran to the tomb. And of course, it was exactly as it had been described. No body. No Jesus. Only linen cloth sitting in an empty tomb. Because Jesus is alive. So that's it. That's the story. I almost feel like we could just stop right there because that's pretty much all we need to say today because Jesus is alive. But I feel like because we've been walking for these last six weeks and especially over this last week to maybe say a bit more. Because you know, we've been wandering and walking and waiting, waiting through the sorrow and the uncertainty and we have arrived here today to this very simple but important truth. The tomb is empty. And Jesus, who took on the worst the world could give him, Jesus, who took on the pain and the agony 
who received humanity's sin and attempts to destroy him. He took all of that, and after a day in the tomb, Jesus is alive and proves that nothing can separate us from the love of God, and that the love of God never dies. Jesus loves us no matter what. His love never dies, even when we nail it to a cross and bury it in a tomb. Love triumphs always. Okay, so that's it, right? I really can just sit down now because obviously that's the story and that's the story that's brought us here now 2,000 years later to be celebrating this day when we found an empty tomb. Jesus is alive. Jesus is with us. Jesus is not gone. Jesus will never be gone. Jesus will always be with us. And Jesus' love never dies. So I guess I could sit down here too, but we've also been doing this sermon series throughout all of Lent, Queering the Christian Faith, where uh, we've been looking at the uh, idea of how queer experience of life is a lens that helps us understand a deeper understanding of the Christian faith. And if that doesn't make any sense to you, I've got five sermons worth uh, on our podcast that, um, where I explain that in depth. Uh, and you are invited and welcome to go and find those. You can find those at our website, aumethodist.org. And there's a little tab at the top that says sermons, and I'll take you to our podcast. So the idea is this. It's a pretty simple one. Jesus was known for doing what others said you shouldn't do or can't do. And of course, here in the last moments of his life, he does exactly that. Jesus died, and we aren't supposed to come back from that. I mean, death is meant to be the end, at least of our time here on earth. And yet Jesus proves once again that you can never count on Jesus to do what you're supposed to. And Jesus is alive. Jesus is rose again. It's not unlike the way sometimes queer people hear how their love is not enough, not good enough, not pure enough to exist, and yet we see the beauty of queer love in the lives of queer people every day. That love that isn't supposed to be there, but is. Just like Jesus' love that was supposed to die on the cross, but didn't. But there's more. Jesus came out so that we never have to go in. He declared with his very being and life, I am still here. No matter the hatred you throw at me, no matter the number of times you condemn me, no matter the number of times you declare me a heretic, no matter the powers that seek to oppress and repress, I'm still here. I will not cower in the shadows and I will not hide behind the rock. I won't pretend to be someone I'm not. I am with you now and forever and nothing can ever change that because my love will never die. And because his love never dies and because he proved that his love was greater than even death, he left the tomb and told us we never have to go in. 
We never have to succumb to the dark shadows of a tomb. We never have to hide away or pretend to be less than the beloved creations of God. Of the God who has created us and loves us as we are and as we were created to be. And there's more. The gospel is not just for those who we might expect. The gospel is for those who aren't supposed to have it. The gospel is given first to the women who showed up at the tomb to tend to the lifeless body of Jesus. The gospel was given to the ones frequently left out of the story, the ones working behind the scenes. The, think of the Marys and the Marthas and all of the women who worked tirelessly behind the scenes making the early church possible while Peter and Paul got most of the credit which is kind of like queer people in the church today. How many churches have gay music directors or lesbian pastors or bi-Christian education directors or trans church council chairs? How many make the church work and are never named, or if they are, their love is not recognized? Well, while that might be our reality, that is not Jesus' reality because Jesus came and died and rose from the grave because God's love is for us all. No exceptions. And as far as Jesus is concerned, we never have to step foot in the tomb of death ever again. So that is what today means. The love of God is this queer thing because love never dies. Love cannot be oppressed or repressed because love will outlast all other powers. It can't be extinguished. It never ends. And Jesus' love is for all, not just some, not just the select few, not just those holy enough, not just those who have been pure enough, not just those that have said the right prayers or understood the right understandings of Scripture. Jesus came for us all, to redeem us all, to bring us all into this new way of resurrection love. A love that stepped out of the tomb and said, you never have to hide in the shadows again. A love that never dies. A love for you and even me. Amen and hallelujah.